here it is. Yet another fabulous episode of Gear Related. A peek, <laughs> a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your co-host, Heather. And I am once again your other co-host, Ben. Welcome. Once again. Once again. I've got something for you today. Oh, goody. Mm -hmm. I was reading the news. This one's a doozy. You know how if you Google like Florida man and then your birthday or something, <laughs> there's always some shenanigans that some Florida man has gotten into. What is it about Florida, do you think? I don't know, but this story is not from Florida. Oh, this it's not? No, this one's Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is trying to give Florida a run for its money. All right, then. Let's hear it. So, this happened in, you know, just a couple months ago. So, in Oklahoma, this gentleman was driving his car. Gentleman. He was, you know, he had stolen the car. Already had, off to a good right, start, I see. Had his, had his girlfriend in the car who was a convicted felon. Well, okay. <laughs> and when the, uh, the police pulled him over and they found uh, that this is a stolen vehicle, they got into the car and found an open bottle of whiskey. You know, where you should be putting your coffee or your big gulp or something. Open, open bottle of whiskey. All right. There was a gun in the glove compartment. Of course. And as they, they have now removed both, you know, both naughty parties. And they go into the back seat where there's a terrarium that has a timber rattlesnake in it right next to a rod of uranium. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Oh. I'm not making it up. A I mean, I might be. I don't know. But this story... A rod of uranium? So much is happening. Maybe that's... You don't want to drive drunk when you have a timber <laughs> rattlesnake and a rod of uranium in your back oh, seat. All right. No, wait. I have a theory about this. All right. Oh, so no. they're transporting the rod of uranium they need a bodyguard or some sort of protection. <laughs> so that's the rattlesnake, mm. but you have to reward him with whiskey. Now it makes yeah. sense. Oh, it, I'm sorry. It, yes. Well, a rod of powdered uranium. That's even scarier. He said it, it, was, uh, it was radioactive, but at low levels. Yeah, I'm sure he's just going to put that right into the flux capacitor but now, <laughs> of wait. his DeLorean. They couldn't charge, they couldn't press charges against him because it's legal to own that type of the amount of uranium that he had. You can purchase it on the interwebs. Maybe we shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> well. What are you so, going to use it for? I have no idea. He, he tells them that he was going to build a super snake. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know how uh, much whiskey that comment was. <laughs> stated under I don't know all right well that Shall was we move fun on? yeah thank Let's you for on. that <laughs> <laughs> so I think we are going to debut the very first installment of they almost fixed it this is the part where you you tell us about different repairs that you've seen roll into the shop that were you know, maybe limit limited success. Yes, uh, as much as the title suggests, that's exactly what this is. This is repairs that I have seen that are returning to the shop for, I don't know, let's say the repair didn't quite go far enough. 
<laughs> or, or in the right direction at all? <laughs> Maybe not the right direction at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What you got? All right. So this was a Ford pickup. Okay. And he was complaining, the customer was complaining about a uh, poor brake pedal. Poor, like... Like it's a little, or... a little soft. When you step okay. on the brakes, it's a little soft. Maybe there's air in the system, something like that. We're thinking, oh, we just have to bleed the brakes a little bit, or maybe there's a leak. We'll look at it. We put the truck up on the lift, and we're following the brake lines to see if there's any leak. And lo and behold, I noticed this very large wad of duct tape. What? That's interesting. So I start undoing the duct tape. Oh, never and do it, that. It's a lot of duct tape. Until I find a pair of vice grips that have... Oh, wait. Vice grips under the duct tape? Yeah. the, the Oh. It was okay. a pair of vice grips that had been wrapped in duct tape, and they had used the vice grips to pinch off the brake line. So you're probably wondering why somebody would do this, yeah. and it's mm. because this is this is the their version of stopping the leak. Oh. So there's... It's, a, a turn, it's like a tourniquet exactly. in medicine. Okay. Exactly. Right. They had pinched off the brake line because rather than repair the leak in the rear of the truck, we're just going to, you know, take a pair of ice grips, pinch off the line. We don't need rear brakes. We have front brakes. It's perfectly fine. On a truck. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they almost fixed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you fixed it, right? Yes, we uh, repaired the brake line because the customer didn't was not aware oh, of the vice gosh. grips. He had purchased this truck, and that was one of the things on his list of to-dos as far as fixing the, the brake pedal. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking that um, the vice grips, too, did they belong to him because he purchased the truck, oh, yeah. or does he have to return them to the guy who made the repair? That was some expensive <laughs> vice grips. All right. That was, uh, yeah, they almost fixed it. All right, I got another one here. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, in New York State, well, one of the criteria to pass uh, your annual inspection, your vehicle inspection, is the check engine light must illuminate when you turn the key forward. It's a self-check. And then it must turn off when you start the car. Right. Well, we had one car. And this is another case of, I just bought it. I'm getting it inspected. See... It, get it inspected before you buy it, folks. Yes, that is a very good uh, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. So we um, pull this car into the shop, and I turn the key forward to see the, the self-check, and lo and behold, the check engine light does not come on. Oh. So, oh. Yeah, so th th what I'm going to have to do then is figure out why it's not coming on. Typically, it's usually just a bulb that burns say, out. Light, Your check okay. engine light is in this in this car and in many cars. All it is is a bulb inside your uh, instrument cluster. Oh, okay. Instrument cluster. Right. Fancy. This particular car, uh, the instrument cluster assembly doesn't come out all that easily. Oh no. So we have to call the customer and say we need to check the bulb inside your instrument cluster and change it. Hopefully it is one of those ones where we can just change the bulb wait and not have to buy the whole instrument cluster. But wait, so how many mechanics does it take to change the light bulb? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yep. But, um, <laughs> you, um. you went there. All right. Uh, well, I'll answer that with uh, saying one, just me. Oh, so okay. I, uh, the customer no says, fun. yeah, go ahead. Uh, find out why the bulb's not coming on. It took me two and a half hours to get this instrument, oh. instrument cluster out of the car. I pull the bulb out, 
and there's a piece of electrical tape wrapped around the bulb. So it can't get that. So that no one sees yeah. that the check engine light is on. Wow. This right. is where it gets funny though. Whoever did this had to go through the same process right. I did. Had to spend two and a half hours to rip this thing out of the dash only to put a piece of electrical tape yeah. on the bulb itself, stick it back in there, and then put the car back together. Just fix it, dude. It took, actually the check engine light was on because there was an evap leak that took me about 10 minutes to fix. Oh gosh. He could have just spent 10 minutes and fixed the car, but no, I guess he wanted to rip the whole dash five, apart. Five hours, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good times. They almost fixed they it. They almost fixed yes. it. Oh All right, I got one more, but you're going to have to help me with this one. Oh, no. Yeah, this is a little surprise for her. Heather doesn't know I'm going to tell this story. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you, you're going to have to start this one off. This is, this is that time that you were hearing something in your car. Why don't, why, don't you, was, why don't you tell us about that? It was very distressing. Okay, so I was driving my, my car. What, what a lot of people don't know is that I have been very lucky in that my mom usually gets a new car. She drives it for many, many years, and then I get that car from her. Lucky you. Yes, um, generally as a gift or you know to help me like through college and things like that. So, that's, so I know that this car has been well-maintained, and then I was really smart and married a mechanic, so that's even better. Um, a good-looking one at that. Ooh, well, Sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a face for podcast? <laughs> face for podcast, exactly. No, stop it. Yes, so I'm driving around and I have I noticed that my horn is like first I think that somebody's honking at me. But it keeps you're, you're, yeah, you're happening. looking all around like, hey, what, what yeah, did I why, do? What did what I happened? do? And, and this keeps happening and happening and happening. And then I, I finally realize it's my car. The horn's just going off sporadically and I it probably was happening for like a week before I remembered to bring it up to you and I was I think I was working in the hospital at the time so I would be coming home at midnight that's not a great time to tell your husband to, about the horn and so yeah I, get, I came home yeah I get my hands on it She's... well yeah I come home and I'm telling him and so he jumps in the car with me let's go figure this out all right, so I get inside the car and I'm looking at the horn switches. I, I gotta find the horn relay. Here's what I think is happening is the, the relay starting to stick intermittently, which causes the horn to go off and the relay is buried inside the dash. I must have spent four hours trying to find it, locate it, test it, only to no avail. There's nothing wrong with it. I put it back together and I'm, at this point I'm like, you're gonna have to buy a new car. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> then, we're just driving one day. I'm in the car. I have yet to hear the horn go off on its own, by the way. And we're driving in the car. And Heather says, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you, it just happened. And I'm listening to the song on the radio that she's listening not, to. Yeah. It's a CD that she'd been playing. There's a horn going off on the song. And I, I was playing that song pretty much on repeat for like a two-week time period. So we fixed the horn by just listening to a different song. Changing the song. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that story. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, so I would think that we would really enjoy to have other people's They Almost Fixed It stories. Yes, very much so. Please tell us 
uh, about a repair that you knew of or that happened to your car, tweet at us. Or that you've done. Let's be real honest, folks. You can use a pseudonym. Absolutely. You know, my friend told mm -hmm. me about this. Right. Yeah, tweet them. Tweet them at us uh, at Sean Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. Auto. And thanks again for listening, guys. Have a fabulous, fantastic, magical week. Bye.